Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. RJ, how you doing, man? I'm good. We're back. We are back. I think, I think for the summer, this was the shortest period of time between two recordings that we did together. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh... It didn't completely work out the way we'd hoped at the start of the season, but uh, yeah. or summer season, I guess. But yeah. I think in the end, we we got some great uh, chat with people, and uh, we did. I think this this next one is uh, definitely added to that group. Oh, certainly, yeah, absolutely. Um, while it did not match uh, the Claire Egan interview for for length, actually, I think we probably could have kept going, but didn't match <laughs> it for for length. Certainly matched it in energy. This is one of the I'm most uh, energetic, uh, energetic interviews we've we've ever had. Yeah, and it's uh, it's funny, right? Because I mean, it's always been kind of our goal to to meet the person behind the uh, the biathlete, and, mm-hmm. and uh, what what we've learned about her is is really going to be cool to to yeah. see now that we see her on TV in the next upcoming season, and and recognize a couple of things here and there. So. Seriously, so I I didn't know. I mean, you guys will will hear her story, and it's pretty eye opening. Like I I didn't know any. Of, I knew some of it. I didn't know all of it, right? And just the uh, it really it speaks a lot to her 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 personality. Um and and um I don't even don't want to. I don't even say any more than that because it was just such an amazing story to to hear it as she was telling. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's just I already was a fan, but I'm going to be like extra, yeah. you know you know uh rooting for her um in this upcoming season yeah for sure and and i think for anybody to uh to listen to a story like that is is very uh motivating yeah i find yeah absolutely um so look i mean she was she was one of i mean you guys you see the title of the podcast you know who it is um but uh one of sort of the 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 breakthrough athletes last year and and that enough like that alone is a is a pretty cool story but just hearing how she got there um it's really, I mean, it, it, like you said, we we want to know the at like the person behind the biathlete, and uh, this this one hundred percent met that goal uh, with, mm-hmm. with with the stories we heard today. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was great. So uh, I guess we shouldn't hold Mm-mm. hold it up any longer. So uh, yeah, have a have a great listen, and uh, we hope you uh, you like it and enjoy it as much as we did. Absolutely, enjoy. Hey, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so I guess my first question to you is, is and, I, and I always miss, I always miss, uh, mess this up, and RJ can tell you I have like a problem with pronunciation, particularly of, of names. Hannah or Hannah? Normally Hannah, but okay. some friends also tell me uh, or name me Hannah or sure. Hannah. Yeah, so sure. Got that's, it. I'm okay with both of it. <laughs> it's funny because short, short for something or. Uh, no, uh, it's just Hannah. I'm not a Johanna. Many people <laughs> right. think that, yeah. but I'm just Hannah. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, I had friends that were both Hannah and Hannah, and it was really confusing because you know you would yeah. always go to say you you'd call Hannah Hannah and Hannah Hannah, and anyway, it was just just a mess. And the worst part is once you have it mixed up, you never know for sure what's going on. That's right. 
Well, excellent. Thank you so much. We really, we really do appreciate uh, you coming on and joining us and, uh, and, and taking time out of your week to, to hang out with us for these, these two crazy guys in North America for, for a little bit. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's quite yeah, nice to do a podcast in English. Um, I hope I, <laughs> or I hope I speak quite well. So if not, uh, just tell me. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, no, you have no, nothing to worry about. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and if you're stuck for something, I can try in, in German as well to help you out. So okay. we'll figure it out. Perfect. So then it will be quite good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, excellent. So uh, normally what we do when we have somebody on for the first time is just to start out and, and uh, have you tell us uh, who you are, where you're from, and how you got into biathlon. The, all the all the fun stuff. Okay, well, I am Hannah, like you heard. And yeah, I'm now 25 years old. And yeah, I'm doing violin um, since I'm 10 years old. So yeah, quite for a long time. Um, yeah, actually, I started with cross-country skiing. And yeah, I really liked it. And my brother... Um, Funny thing is, my brother did violin before me. Well, he started before I started violin. And yeah, when I was a small kid, my parents always um, brought me to the training um, so that I'm not alone at home. And yeah, and then I quite liked it and I always wanted to shoot, uh, even though I was too small for it. And so yeah, the. Um, Bylon trainer, uh, my brother had um, said one day, okay, you can shoot five shots and that's okay. And from that moment, I was on fire and it was clear <laughs> for me that I wanted to do this sport. And yeah, when I was old enough, I directly started with it. And then I did some years cross country skiing and bylon um, at the same time did always some cross-country races and some violin competitions so uh, but yeah in the end I decided to do violin <laughs> and is that did you grow up in uh, Bavaria or Bavaria? Uh, yeah. yeah I grew up in Bavaria in a yeah in a small village um, surrounded by mountains and a little lake and all you need to yeah we have everything to train we have mountains mm -hmm. we can go mountain biking i can go hiking climbing i can do nearly everything from at home so yeah it was perfect to also start cross-country skiing um just 200 meters from uh, uh, my house there was a um, yeah, a or there I could a track there I could mm -hmm. um, go cross country skiing, and so my parents always um, forced me <laughs> to go cross country skiing in the winter. <laughs> when I was small, I was yeah, like every kid. Um, oh no, why I have to do it? Um, but yeah, my dad always had some treats with him, so he always said, "Yeah, always okay, <laughs> yeah," and mm -hmm. it worked. <laughs> it was always okay just 20 more minutes and then you can have a little chocolate egg or something like this <laughs> and yeah that was my beginnings and 
yeah, I was from the beginning, I really liked it and I like to do or like to be outside and doing sports and I was a really active child. I was always outside. Um, for me, it was hard to stay inside. For example, when I uh, yeah started school, homework was the worst thing for me because I had to sit <laughs> for one hour or something like this. And I was just like, no, I want to go out. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, yeah, I always was active and wanted to be outside and doing sports. So. And Jordan, you probably don't notice, but as a child growing up in Germany, you had to go through the ordeal of having to watch cool movies being overdubbed in German. <laughs> so I would watch because I I used to I used to live in Holland and would go to Austria, mm. and um, we also in Holland had the German uh, broadcasters. And um, I remember to this day that I was watching Rambo, John Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> But it was dubbed in in German and in the in the English version, it was like the guy was yelling and screaming, and then in the in German overdubbing, it was like, "Hey, come out here!" <laughs> and in English, it was like, "Come over here!" <laughs> I still remember that, and it, yeah. it took so much away from the movie. Yeah, that's often. That's quite often. Yeah. yeah. Do they still do that, or is it in English now? Um. I think they still do it, but I often or I prefer to watch it in English when right. it's mm -hmm. an English movie or because when it's in German, the voices doesn't fit to the person I know, so yeah. often. And it's always, no, that's that's strange. <laughs> I changed to English. <laughs> yeah. Is your brother still in biathlon? Uh, no, no. When I was old enough, he's two years older than me. Uh, when I was old enough to do it, he already quit it. He was more oh, yeah. the, yeah, he's the completely different compared to me. Mm. I'm more the, okay, let's go outside and have fun and, yeah, <laughs> be a little bit crazy and, and yeah, just do things like going in the woods or something like this. And... Yeah, my brother was more, okay, let's read a um, mm. book or to mm. learn something. And he was more the guy who liked to study and to learn new things. And I remember one football match. Um, he was on the field and yeah, he normally should, or some boy of his group wanted to pass to him. And he was watching the birds, and it was like, oh, wow, a nice bird. <laughs> and the ball was going. <laughs> how how old brother. was he? Oh, he was really small. I think okay. he was nine or something like oh. that. But <laughs> still, yeah. that's one thing I can really remember because yeah. that was <laughs> funny. And you were probably but running he's... after the birds. Yeah, yeah, that was my... <laughs> my thing <laughs> but he's and quite so he's crazy with studying and yeah he's really really smart and yeah he's going his way and i'm really proud of it um so 
Yeah. See, I thought you were going to say that he did biathlon until you started and then you beat him. And he said, no, yeah, I'm quitting. That's what I'm, I I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so my younger sister's beating me now. I got to quit. <laughs> no, that was never the point. He no, already quit it before. <laughs> so growing up in, uh, in Bayern and biathlon being a big, big sport there, did you have any biathlon heroes females you looked up to or or male but and and at what point did that start if you did um yeah of course um my big role model always have been magdalena neuner when i started biathlon and this was yeah athlete i always um looked up to and i always wanted to yeah, be like her and to do or to reach the same things. Um, she was, I think, the success she had is crazy. Um, it's hard to get the same success, but yeah, it's always have been a role model to me how she uh, did the sport, how she, uh, yeah. It was, yeah, her whole person was um, really inspiring. So mm-hmm. even when I was really small, um, I felt or, yeah, it was clear for me that um, she is the absolutely person I have to look up to. So, um, yeah. Have you been able to meet her? Uh, yeah, she comes from Valgao. That's just 30 minutes away from me. And she trained in, yeah, um, not in the same group, but I was on one group uh, below her. So um, I, yeah, I was able to meet her. And especially when I got older, um, yeah, how, how we got old in were contact. You, how old were you when you first met her or when you were first training in that same group? Uh, I think I was around 30, 13 or something like this Wow! when I first yeah. met her. Um, but there it was more, wow, there's Magdalena Neuner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. It was, I wasn't in contact with her. Um, but when I got older and when I was um, on my first uh, junior world championship, um, yeah, we got in contact um, because of a sponsor thing. And yeah, I'm really happy that she helped me with that or that she, that I got her ex, um, experiences in this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was really happy in this situation that she uh, took her time for me to... Uh, yeah, to tell me everything I need to know. And it was a little bit of a tricky situation um, on this time. And um, yeah, I was really happy that, yeah, that she had time for me and uh, open ear for me to, um, to tell me some things I have to know. And yeah, nice. that was quite nice. We, uh, we talked to Andrea Henkel in the past and uh, she's, setting up conferences and, and uh, programs to help young athletes, not not particularly for biathlon, but more to uh, to help them 
become a professional athlete. Is that also mm-hmm. something that, that you, you and Magdalena Neuner talked about? So not so much about how to become a World Cup athlete, but more like how do you live as a person in a, as a professional athlete? Um, I think we spoke about it, um, but I think it was all in the same uh, um, meeting when we talked mm-hmm. also about sponsorships or, and something like this. It was just a conversation about several things and which I have to know and how she did it. And but I think everyone has to find her or it's his own way um, to become a good biathlete or a good athlete. But it's really helpful to get the experience from an athlete who did nearly everything right. Um, I think mm-hmm. she did so many things good and it was for me I was around I think 16 or 17 really good for me to yeah to learn from her and to mm-hmm. get some uh, yeah some tips and something like this so you were talking about with her about like sponsorships and those sorts of things when you were 16 and 17 years old yeah, something around this, yeah. Yeah. So I mean that means that you, you I mean you're still pretty young at that point, but you were you knew that this is this is where you were going, right? This is the yeah. direction you wanted to go, right? Yeah. I was um yeah. It was clear that I wanted to do biathlon, I think, since I was thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. It was um it always have been clear for me to do or that I want to be a professional biathlete. There was no situation in school or when I was younger that I thought, <laughs> oh, maybe I become, uh, I don't know, something else. It was always clear, okay, I will be yeah. a biathlete. And no matter what comes, I will be one. So, um, yeah. It's always have been clear for me. I don't know. <laughs> well, and clearly because we're having this conversation, you made it happen. Yeah, I'm happy about it. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, you you were obviously you were training really hard. When did you start? How old were you when you started racing? Uh, like uh, on the sort of on the international level. Like, well, I don't know. I think it was junior uh, mm-hmm. when I started. Um, I think it was my second junior year uh, when I had my first IBU Cup. Mm-hmm. Before I just had the Alpen Cups. Um, it's around, I think, they yeah, compete three or four countries, um, which are in the Alps. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first really international race was, I think, in Obatilia the IBU Junior Cup. Um, yeah, it was on my second junior year. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I mean, you look at the... Do you remember who else was in the race? Oh, boy. I didn't know. <laughs> so, no. yeah, I just, I, just, I just pulled it up, right? So, uh, like, uh, Lou Jean Monod, she came in third place. I think place she and... was also there. Yep. I uh, think so, yeah. And uh, your teammate... Uh, Sophia Schneider was there. Yeah, she yeah. always 
also was there and i yep. think also vanessa Fogt yep was yep. there yep. yeah yeah i'm just it's pretty impressive <laughs> the the number of uh people you know that that were in that race uh camille ben ben benen i'm ben. gonna miss here you go here's my uh my pronunciation dyslexia <laughs> but um you know she came in second place so yeah it's a it's a pretty impressive uh quality of the the women who were in that race yeah definitely you were on the was it your fourth race you came in fourth and then the next one you were second still on the junior level that year does that well, sound right? i think my first junior weekend with competitions was quite bad <laughs> but on the next weekend, it was in Riednown. I think there I got fourth or mm -hmm. something like this. Mm -hmm. So that was not so bad. But <laughs> not so bad. The, <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the results are out of my mind. No, you had a second place in Novemesto. Yeah. Ah, yeah, place. right. Right. Yeah. I got second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah second place. Yeah, and so the then... sprint. Mm -hmm. yep. That's right. Yeah, so uh, you actually had a pretty outstanding juniors career, didn't you? Because I think I was reading about it, and I just this has just totally fallen out of my my mind. But you were number one juniors in 2018, 2019? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won so how were you totally. feeling at that point? Like, were you like, oh my god, I made it, or was that? I mean, oh, this yeah, I was. Well, first I had a great uh, world championship with yeah. three medals. That was um, yeah, really good. And I was really happy about it. And yeah, and that I also won the IBU Junior Cup total score and the sprint score and I think pursuit score also. Um, this was a moment where I was really happy and satisfied with myself. <laughs> and yeah, and at this point I thought, wow, I think I can really make it. And yeah, I knew that the next year is my first um, senior year, and I was really looking forward to it, um, because also there are competitions in Minsk, where I was on the European Championship, were mm -hmm. not so bad, and so I thought, okay, yeah, next year, this will be also my year, but then everything changed a little bit. <laughs> in what way? Um, yeah, I had um, some problems with my heart the following season. Um, yeah, it was I was on the B team, and yeah, we had a summer camp in I think it was in uh, well, I think somewhere in Austria, and yeah, I also felt there that something was not going well with my body um, but I wasn't sure what it was there was no big sign which it could be and then I think two weeks after on the first or second September week there was the German championships the summer championships mm -hmm. and yeah I've never had something like this before in a race it was like somebody took all my energy from me in the second mm -hmm. loop. It was like somebody um, 
like I had a battery in my bag and somebody put it out. It was like this and then you're out. And it was completely strange. And I was also a bit afraid because I've never had something before. And it was, okay, wow, what happened? Yeah, no kidding. And that was, yeah, just crazy. But um, afterwards, um, after the championships, um I was on vacation for two weeks and I felt really, yeah, recovered afterwards. And I started training again and I felt that it was worse than before. And yeah, and then, yeah, I went to the doctor and first they said, yeah, okay, everything is right. Just train. Um, but, um, in my blood, um, there was a sign that something is not completely right or healthy mm -hmm. with my heart. And yeah, then I was in the MR MRT mm -hmm. and they did or they took some pictures from my heart. And yeah, I think first they didn't see what was going on there. And um, then the pictures went to us. Um, specialist to Munich and yeah he found um, something on my heart where, which shouldn't be there and it was like a small infection of the heart and huh. so yeah, and then I was out of everything for yeah. three months and that was this time was quite hard for me because I wasn't sure if yeah if my heart heart can re recover again and mm. if I get healthy again it was there were so many questions in my head and everything was so unsecure I wasn't sure if I can do sports again or if I will be healthy again it was not only the thought, oh, can I do professional sport again? It was more, okay, will I be able to do just a little bit of sport again in my life? So mm -hmm. that was three really hard months. And, but yeah, in the end, um, yeah, my heart recovered. And, and then I started slowly with training again but I was like I don't know like I've never done sport before it was okay oh. wow this is really exhausting <laughs> yeah so yeah I lost my first whole senior year and <laughs> also the second senior year was more to build up everything again and yeah. to yeah to see how it's how it works how my body reacts to training is it possible to get back or not and but yeah i'm really happy that yeah i fought through this time and didn't stick up can i say mm. it like this <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah, yeah so I often had the thoughts, okay, maybe it would be better to quit it, um, but I'm happy that I didn't 
with it. So, mm -hmm. um, do you ever um, think back on it as a motivation, like when you're having a tough race? Yeah, yeah. Think you know what? Yeah. I'm I'm here racing, so yeah. Should count no, my blessings, kind of. It definitely affected um, my time after when it's raining or when there's shit weather or something like this, and all the others maybe. Oh no, I don't want to train. It's raining or it's bad weather or something like this. It's for me, okay, wow, I can train. I'm able yeah, to train yeah. and I'm healthy yeah. to train and I have the privilege to train. And yeah, the, the weather doesn't matter. It's just go out there, have fun and <laughs> do what you love. And mm -hmm. you can be really happy that you can do it. There are so many other people in the world who are not in my or not in the situation that they can do sport professional um maybe they also did one day sport professional but then they had um also a disease um and then they had to quit it and so yeah i think i'm really lucky that um i'm healthy again and so I see everything uh, as a privilege to do it. Mm -hmm. and, and as far yeah. as we know, the heart is totally fine, right? Yeah. Excellent. That's awesome yeah. news. I have every year one, uh, um, one day when they have to check everything again. Mm -hmm. But so far it's quite good. And healthy. Yeah, <laughs> There's still a little scar, um, but yeah, that was clear that I will have it. So, but the rest is quite good. <laughs> That's yeah. Good well, I, yeah. I can't imagine, right? Because you were you were a kid when that happened, right? How old were you? Like twenty-two. Um, yeah, yeah, something like this. Yeah, I think yeah. Man, I can't, I just, just thinking that this thing that you had been dreaming of might be taken away from you. I just can't imagine how hard yeah, that would be. Right. That, and was, some, it's... Yeah. that was quite hard, especially the mental part was not so easy at this point, but, um, yeah, it was lucky that I started with, um, evening school to mm -hmm. do my A-level or Abitur. Mm -hmm. um, so I had something to do in this time and I was not the three months at home thinking all day about it so mm -hmm. I always had in the evening school to um, yeah, to reach my A-levels so I had a goal, it's still a goal um, mm -hmm. and yeah I just put my focus on school then at this point and this really helped me through the situation that, yeah, that I still had something to do in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. How how I long was it then? On. How long was it then that you weren't training at all? Uh, I think I was out for three months. Okay. And mm -hmm. yeah, I was able to or to do some easy walks, but um, I always had my heart belt. And my my watch mm -hmm. and to um, check always my heart rate. Um, it shouldn't go over, I think, 110. And at this point, my heart rate was really high, <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. was not so easy because always when I moved, 
I was yep. like, oh, fuck, I'm over again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a rest. <laughs> yeah. Sit down on the couch, right? Yeah. Har- hard was... for the girl who only wants to be outside running around. Yep. Yep, definitely. And then uh, Sunday, it was... Yeah, I was just so... Yeah. I couldn't sit any longer on the couch. And then I sat to... Or I told my mom to um, drive me a little bit up the hill mm-hmm. um, that I can walk down because then it's not mm. so uh, exhausting. <laughs> yeah, and then I walked always um, down. And when I saw that I'm over, then <laughs> then I uh, did a little rest and waited when it's down. And then I walked on again. <laughs> this was all my sport, always. Oh, man. Up and down. <laughs> <laughs> It was that's... boring, but at least I was outside. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the worst thing is sitting all day on the couch and thinking about what's going on in your life, and mm-hmm. to think about old or to think always about the bad things. I think this is worse than everything else because then you get more and more down, and mm. so you have to find something which brings you up a little bit or which helps you to um, to lighten your life a little bit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And think yeah. of, just distract you maybe. Think of something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a tough thing to go through at that age, but as they usually yeah. say, it also makes you stronger. Yeah, definitely. And when I look back, it's I'm not sad or angry that I had this. I think it was just part of my story. And mm-hmm. I think I learned so many things about myself and how I want to be as an athlete. And so, yeah, I always try to... Yeah, to bring the positive things out of bad situations. And yeah, it was a shit time. And But I learned so many things um, that I'm also happy that, yeah, that I was able to learn so many things about me and how, uh, about my body and something like this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think now it's part of my story. And, yeah, for me, it's, I think my career is just like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I always have, or like last year, I always have some really shit situations. And, but, yeah, I know that. Every um, when it's going down, there will always come a high. It's never going down all the time. Sometimes, or at some point, it's always um, going to get up again. And right. you just have to be patient when this time comes. And then you know that everything is going better again. So. 
you know, yeah. you sort of, you took the words out of my mouth because you do seem to rebound from these situations, right? Because you had this, yeah. but then um, a couple of years ago, so the 21-22 season, your last when you were on the, the IBU Cup full-time, like you really ended that year on a, on a big high note, right? Yeah. You, got, you got your first win. You had a whole pile of top 10 finishes. And yeah. then... Uh, and then you mentioned you you alluded to the what happened at the start of this season, right? <laughs> right, and so that was sort of like a moment where you're going down again, and we can we can cover that. Yeah. But then, of course, you recovered, ended up back on the on, or you ended up on the World Cup and had a just amazing into the year again. So, yeah. do you want to? So, what what happened? And if you know, for people who don't know, um, well, <clears throat> I think I have to start a little bit early on this season, mm-hmm. um, in July or. Yeah, I think it was in July. Um, I got uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I also got it a little bit worse. Um, I had some problems with my lungs afterwards. And so this also took a while to recover again. Um, I was not able to compete in the German Championships in September and something like this. It was more to recover and to try to get back in training again because I had a lot of trouble with my breathing especially when I wanted to do a faster session Mm -hmm. it was like somebody pushed my chest together (laughs) and then it was like I need air Um, (laughs) um, yeah this time was also quite hard but yeah, I was still thinking, okay, that's no problem. I have yeah. two months left, then it will be uh, fine again. And so, yeah, it always got better, and especially with the breathing. Then we could um, do a little bit more and more training and also um, hard sessions. And yeah, and, and I think it was around in the middle of October when I felt, okay, wow, now it's really getting better and my shape is coming back. And then I pushed more and more. And yeah, and then when the um, qualification was, um, I was really strong um, the week before. I felt, Mm -hmm. whoa, I'm crazy fit. It will be easy for me to qualify. And yeah, and then uh, came the week with the qualification. And on Monday, I think we had the competitions on Wednesday and um, uh, the day after. And yeah, on Monday, I felt, okay, I have a sore throat. I was, okay, no shit, hopefully I don't get sick. And yeah, but it didn't get better on the following days. But I knew that I have to compete because if not, I'm out anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I did the worst thing an athlete could do, especially when you already had something with your heart. It's never clever to compete when you're sick, especially on a little altitude. Um, yeah, and then the two competitions were quite shit and really bad. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, a new classification, quite shit and really bad. 
<laughs> yeah, it was really, it was, oh no, that was, yeah. And the moment when I crossed the finish line, I was just like, oh, okay, now it's totally over. <laughs> yeah. My, I had, my throat was so bad. It hurt it so much. And then I was sick for two weeks <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. And really sick. I wasn't able to get out of the bed, I think, for six days. I was just lying in bed and feel in the bed and feeling really bad. And yeah, this was the moment when I knew that I'm completely out of the mm -hmm. IBU Cup, even though I had a crazy good season ending the yep. season before. And it was like, Oh no, I'm out of everything. And I think this was one of the hardest parts I had so far for my mind. It was the moment when you realize that you're completely out of everything, that you have to start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And this was, yeah, really hard. And I was in a really deep 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 hole <laughs> and it seemed that everything is just black and bad around me and yeah and then came my dad and told me okay now you have okay you're sick but now we have three days more when you where you can stay in your hole and then you have to climb up and out of it and then we uh, make a plan to come back and I think this was the first time when I knew okay it was, was shit but before I think I had at least um, same the same situations before with my heart and I've already been there it's not yeah. it's nothing new so mm -hmm. um and yeah i was able to come back there again so why not now and yeah and then yeah after the two weeks i started training again and i knew that i just have i think one and a half weeks left for the next competition mm -hmm. where i have to qualify again mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was um okay the plan was, okay, let's try. We have no other chance just to try. Right. And I think the first intense session I did in the week where I had the competition. And, but I don't know why, but first I thought, okay, it's really exhausting, but it was not so bad. I thought it would be completely awful and that I feel also really bad but this if I didn't have this so I was hmm. more okay maybe yeah I can do it also when I had so less time and yeah then it was the first uh, German Cup the two races were quite good and I won both of it and yeah, and then I got directly to the IBU Cup at uh, the Pokliu Cup. After... And how'd that go? That went <laughs> quite good. <laughs> yes. I was really happy, but I was so nervous before. 
Um, I think I did a really good training over Christmas and New Year. And yeah, I felt that I'm in a good shape, but you never know where you where you stand in the IBU Cup when you haven't competed mm -hmm. this year mm -hmm. in it. So I was yeah really nervous and yeah, but yeah, in the first competition I felt okay. Wow, I feel really good on the track and also. The course time and everything is really good, so yeah, I was. This gave me also a big push, right? And yeah, and then with one win and two second places, I think I was more than happy, and it was oh, oh yeah. wow, <laughs> this is crazy! <laughs> and yeah, and on Sunday I got the call um, that yeah that they. Want me in uh, um, Antold, and this was the next thing I was. Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Now to so did they have some? Uh, was there some injuries in the in the World Cup team at that time, um, or did they just move you up because they wanted uh, to? Or? I'm not sure. I just know that they definitely wanted me because um, my first time and everything was so good in Pokyoka. So they definitely wanted to see me there. And, but I think, I'm not sure if somebody was sick. But I'm just happy yeah. that yeah. it went yeah, like this. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take um, the chances you get. You got yeah. the opportunity and you yeah. grabbed it, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was going to ask you, is your dad also your coach? or um, was he? No, he's just like a backup when something is shit or um he's always just trying to <laughs> yeah yes. just being a dad <laughs> yeah well, and good. yeah he often uh, comes to my competitions and he also was um yeah i think he was nearly at every every competition in the german cup he was then he went to pokyuka to support me there and then he also went to Antols um, that yeah for me it's always or I feel better or more secure when I knew that there's someone from my family mm -hmm. so it gives me uh, or I'm more relaxed than um, when I know okay is he a bit more like your brother or more like you personality wise uh, <laughs> no he's like me <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm like my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think we have a quite good connection. Um, but so, also to my mom, I always also have this to her. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to my dad, he's yeah. In the competitions, when I know that he's there, then I know that okay. It's nothing I have to worry about. It's just a competition like every time I run mm -hmm. three or five loops, I shot on five targets. It's nothing new. And he gives me, uh, yeah, the feeling that everything is not a big deal. And, uh, <laughs> That's great. 
And then how did Antholtz go for you? How did how did it feel? Because it wasn't uh, your first time on the World Cup, right? You've, no. You've done uh, one or two races before that? Um, yeah, I competed for the year before also in Antholtz and mm. in Ruppolding. And yeah, so I really liked Antholtz and I really liked the track and the surrounding and the mountains that something I really like and so yeah I really looked forward to it um, and yeah I was crazy nervous before <laughs> it was more like okay maybe you should bring some more t-shirts with you to change it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sweating so heavy <laughs> I was just like oh shit I feel hot <laughs> <laughs> But that's part of the game, and I think this was also quite good to have these feelings. Um, and yeah, when I was at the start, I was just happy, and yeah, I didn't feel so much pressure, and I just wanted to have a good time in the race and to show what I'm capable of, and mm -hmm. you know. And done with the first sprint. It was quite good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. And how yeah. how was it uh, to join a team that was already been that had been together for a number of races? And I'm sure you pretty much knew everybody on the team. Yeah, um, I was with Francisca Poys in uh, in the room, mm. and yeah, she really helped me to get in the team, and. Yeah, I was happy that I had her in this situation. Um, an athlete who did so many World Cup races before. Um, this well, was I was really lucky to be in one room with her um, mm -hmm. and this weekend. And yeah, the rest of the team was also yeah nice that you're here now and you really deserved it. And yeah. I think I was it was a say, warm welcome. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of, of athletes who have sort of been through shit situations and had to overcome them, right? Like, I think that she has experienced that too. Yeah. The other She's thing, more like me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, the other thing is it seemed like the team last year um, had a really good camaraderie. Um, yeah. And, like, there's a really close-knit group. So it was, uh, you know, and, and you had already trained with them, of course, but... You know, it seemed like if there was ever a time to sort of come up and join a team, that was it. Everybody seemed to be really um, rowing in the same direction, so to speak. You know, yep. everyone was, was working together. Yeah, definitely. I think we had a really good team spirit. And, yeah, of course, when you're for three weeks on one room or on one mm -hmm. hotel, there's always one time when... Uh, how when uh, how to say it when there's not everything happy or mm -hmm. some it's but it's normal that mm -hmm. sometimes you just need some space for yourself again then everything is okay again um, yeah. but all in all we had a really good team spirit and everyone tried to help each other and yeah we I think we were one team and we also worked as one team and 
also yeah when we were in the competitions i think everyone saw that we are one team who stick together and to have who has the same uh, goals who uh, yeah we all wanted to get every day a little bit better um, but we knew that we can get better as a team or that it's easier to get better as a team mm-hmm. and so yeah it was a good team spirit mm-hmm. so that actually reminds me of uh, of the world championships but before we get there you had a pretty good weekend in Nonholtz yeah right? <laughs> so you had the sprint and then in the pursuit so your second race on the world cup that season your fourth overall you got your very first top 10 yeah that was also crazy i was after the fourth shooting i think it was ninth or something and it was okay wait what did you say i'm ninth (laughs) (laughs) um yeah this was the first time i really thought okay this is going to be a lot of fun (laughs) right well did you look around at like the people that you were around like the women you were i think you finished like right around uh like uh, Lisa Hauser and um, mm. uh, Lena Hacky Gross and these uh, these women who are sort of fixtures on the World Cup where you're like, holy cow, like here I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like this. It was, okay, well, uh, that's crazy now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I was always so happy and yeah, it was just pretty cool and crazy. So then you guys, you go to the World Championships. And, the, and this is what you guys were saying, what you reminded me. It seems like you guys had a blast at the World Championships. I remember, was it after um, uh, Denise Hermanvik when she won the medal in the sprint? And you guys mm-hmm. were, like, all celebrating together? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was so, pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, that's one of, like, the lasting memories for me for the for the uh, the whole championships. I mean, that was... Uh, it was just a, a pretty cool moment. And for me, it was like, wow, this team really... That, that's when yeah. I was like, this team really likes each other. Yeah. Now we uh, yeah, we were all so happy for her. And I think it was also teamwork. Um, and yeah, also Sophia and me, we... Or, yeah, every, everyone, I think, did a great job in this day or on this day. And so we were all satisfied with our race and that, and yeah, she topped it with her medal and yeah, it was time to celebrate her and the medal and the team. And yeah, I think um, the team spirit on this time was on the highest point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys before went that, you uh, you went to Lenzerheide mm-hmm. for two races. Was that also with? Because I think Lenzerheide is going to be the next World Championship site, isn't it? Uh, this year is Novemesto, but I think next year there will be. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And was that also kind of in preparation for that already, or was it just it worked out timing wise to do that between Antholz and Oberhof? Or? Um, yeah, they. Uh, just told me to do it they mm-hmm. wanted me to compete there um, for me 
it was, yeah, maybe not the right thing because after Antolz, I was really tired with all the emotions and mm -hmm. all the things I experienced in such a in, yeah small time. This was there were so many things in my brain and it was so emotional that I was so tired afterwards. And that Lenza Heidi was for me really hard because I felt that I'm just not ready to compete. Um, but yeah, I did the competitions then and afterwards, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I like Lenza Heidi um, and I like the track. And so this helped me through the competitions, but I think For me, it was um, maybe a little bit too much um, uh, after you know, all the things which happened. Did you know you were going to go back to the World Cup after that, or did you? Um, yeah, I knew it. It, um, oh, okay. it was clear that I will join the team um, after the pursuit. I think. Mm -hmm. um, afterwards, I drove to Riednan, where we had the preparation camp for the World Championship. And well, but when I joined the team, it was more okay. I do the first three days off. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was good to st still be in the team and to yeah to. Yeah, that our team can grow so uh, mm -hmm. or grow together. Um, for this, it was quite good. Well, and it was a su successful world too, right? Because you guys got the silver in the in the relay. Yeah, yeah, your first world championship medals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I think, when it was clear that we won a medal, that was, I yeah. think, my mind blew up <laughs> there was there were so many emotions and also many tears because yeah. i was so relieved that everything worked out so well it was well, just two months before that you yeah. were at home you know not yeah. really knowing and then here you are yeah. with a medal yeah <laughs> yeah that was exactly two months between German Cup and the World Cup uh, World Championship medal. Oh, and this yeah. was, okay, what happened? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. yeah your, your life changed. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> completely. It changed 180 degrees. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, it's still crazy when I think about it that, Still a little bit unbelievable, um, but well, and, yeah. and going going through the rest of the year, you still had one more major highlight left, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, how you you closed the season? Did you go into that race being like, I feel good, like I'm just gonna let it rip and see what happens? Uh, in the mass start. In the mass start in Oslo, yeah. <laughs> This was a funny story. <laughs> okay, let's First, hear it. Yeah, first I wasn't um, qualified for it, um, uh, and I was really pissed off because yeah. I think I was 17th in the sprint, and normally with a 17th yeah. place, yeah, you're normally in, that's yeah. no problem, but 
on this day I was out and I was just uh, sorry what <laughs> um, but I was still so on fire um, that I really hoped that two athletes won't compete but first um, yeah it didn't look like that so in the morning I thought okay I will go for a run and I think I ran for one hour because I thought okay what yeah <laughs> I had a one hour run in the morning huh. and I thought okay that's no problem when it's get a little bit longer because I got lost in Oslo <laughs> and I thought okay no problem afterwards I it's it's over no sure nothing yeah um, yeah, and then um, I was with Anna Weidel in one room and we made plans to go a little bit earlier up to the stadium to cheer for the boys and maybe to start the party a little bit earlier. <laughs> 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 and yeah, and then I already been in the car and we drove to the stadium and in the middle of Oslo and Greet um, called me and he was, uh, yeah. There are two athletes who won't compete, so you're in. And I was, are you sure? I'm on the way to the stadium. <laughs> and, and I'm, okay, fuck, I have to go back to the hotel to get all my stuff and to maybe to eat something before. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and I was in the car just like, stop, I need to go back. <laughs> I'm in. And she like was like, uh, sorry, what? And I'm we have to turn around i have to go back to the hotel i need my stuff i can compete <laughs> um and it was a bit crazy and i went directly to to dinner or to get some lunch and it was okay this is crazy but pretty awesome <laughs> yeah um yeah i was just so so happy that i can compete and i was Completely on fire on this day. <laughs> <laughs> Completely on fire. Yeah. 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 So... First, that I was so lucky to get the chance to compete. And this was, yeah, pretty nice. Because I really like mustards. Yeah. Is that your favorite, the mass? Yeah, one uh, with Perseid. Perseid yeah. and mustard. Um, yeah. this, these two are my favorite. Everybody racing at the same time. First one across yeah. the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. That's and women against women. I like yes. this when it yes. gets a little bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> does, I, I, that's a good question though. How, how does it get like when you're out on the course, like does it get rough or is it like, ah, uh, the first round rough? or the first lap is yeah. always crazy. Yeah. That's pushing and trying to get through everything. It's, that's typical woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think um, I always, I'm more the type who thinks, why can't we relax on the first loop? Sure. There's nothing yeah. to, uh, to rush on. Yeah. And, but it's always from the first meter of fight. <laughs> and it's always ah, oh, let me through. I need to go in front. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, Sometimes a little bit, okay, wow, well, relax, please. <laughs> um, yeah, but... You don't have to name names, 
No. Is there, any, is there anybody that's particularly bad about that, that is always yep. pushing and trying to get through? Yep. There are some athletes. I don't want to. Um... Sure. No, no, no. You don't, you don't have to say any names. Yep. But, yep. There are now, some I'll, athletes. I'll be watching and for this this, this year. Same. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching for that this year. Well, I'm it more just the takes type one, right, on the mass start. On the the mass start, it's always it only takes one athlete to go all out, and then everybody else has to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think yep. that's that's typical woman, or I don't know. But uh, Emilia Jacqueline comes to mind. We are not so relaxed <laughs> at this point. For me, um, it would be I would be lucky if the first loop is not so fast. Yeah, just chill, guys. Come on, we're all gonna yeah. end up in the same place at the same time. Might as well yeah. save our legs. We will be yeah. all on the shooting range at nearly at the same yeah. time. There's no. I remember a, a race like that. I think it goes back a long time with um, Frank Luke and uh, mm-hmm. Sven Fischer, and they had a race where the first loop was literally like a bunch yeah. of tourists <laughs> just taking an easy <laughs> stroll, and then after the first shooting, you know the yeah, yeah got that going, but it, it yeah. was almost a little i wouldn't say embarrassing but it looked weird you know these yeah. professional athletes and they're just as if they were just chatting with each other and, yeah well they probably uh, were yeah. um so you can tell us we won't tell anybody else but you you ended up fourth you were yeah. just a two seconds behind anish yeah. valley boucher you you gave it to her, right? You said this is your last race. I'm gonna let you get on the podium. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back. Nearly, yeah, totally. I thought, yeah, exactly. okay, I knew it. Go, yeah. you deserved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you I've really got, deserved it. I've got another ten years of racing, right? You deserve it. Just go on ahead, and yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, that was my whole intention. <laughs> Man, so did you did you just like party like crazy that night? I mean, you had to feel so good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, fourth fourth place finish, your first top five. I don't, I'm not asking for details, uh, but was, man, yeah, um, yep. I think, yeah, it was the best party of my life afterwards. Good, yeah, you earned it. it. Was, I think so. Yeah, when I think back, it's still okay. Damn it, it was the best party in my life. I've yeah. never felt so good on this time. It well, was. It'll, only be surpassed when you win in Oslo next year in the mass start. Uh, this would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but in Oslo, there is no party this year. So. Oh, you're right, because it's going to be in Canmore. Yeah, Canmore. In Canmore. Canmore party. Yeah. So I Canmore hope in Canmore will be a good party. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you bet. Yeah. But last year was legendary. <laughs> oh, I bet. I believe it. And, really and I think, there. regardless of the results, party the, the end of season party in Oslo is already quite good. I think every year. Yeah. But yeah, yeah there was like that, and yeah, and there was this party on the wax cabins and in the tracks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's every every uh, World Cup, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was. But it was. Yeah, when I. Yeah, the thing was when I crossed the finish line, um, it was also Denise's last race, yeah. and yeah, when I got into the finish line or in the finish line area, it was like, okay, here you have a glass of champagne, uh, drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was drinking the whole glass, yeah. and I was okay. Well, it already worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
Here's what happens. When you go for an hour-long run in the morning, you don't really recover, and then you go into a mass start. You're feeling the high. You drink the yeah. champagne. Yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, it worked. And also on the flower ceremony, I was just like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what we got to do now. I need to that back now. Uh, so what we're going to do is is we're only recording audio, but when we when we post the – we're going to post the clip of you in the flower ceremony. <laughs> You won't see anything. I was really controlled of myself. Mm-hmm. That's time. what everybody says. That's what everybody <laughs> says. <laughs> so when you look back, when you look back at last season, has it sunk in how great it was? Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Just It was so great. And when I see old pictures from last year, I still get a little goosebumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. So I, I have some I have some numbers for you, and I, you probably know all this, but I just think it. So you raced last season for the World Cup. You raced eight of the twenty races that counted towards the points, and you still finished twenty fifth overall, right? Yeah. So you, you you raced less than half the races. You had what was it? Uh, Eleven of your twelve races, you were top twenty. You had four in the top ten. Um, and when you look at your average finish, your average finish was 13th, which was ninth best of every woman who raced last year. Really? Yeah. Whoa. I have yeah. muted. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. So good it to was know. really damn good. Yeah. That, yeah. When I heard, hear it like this. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was quite good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I just considering that was your first full, it wasn't even a full season on the World Cup, but like, you have to be just like chomping at the bit for the season to get going, right? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to you. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm just happy when it's the, I'm not sure when it starts, I think the 25th or something mm-hmm. like this of November. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, um, yeah, when you're back racing, that's pretty damn good feeling. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a couple questions for you that I I was just looking at at your you know your profile and and last year you shot really well. Was there a change that you made to your shooting that like going into the season? Because it wasn't just that you were more accurate; you were also like several seconds faster on the range as well. Um, I just tried over the summer to. Mm-hmm work on my shooting range and on my shooting time and yeah I try to get faster in everything but in the same time not lose control of Mm. my shooting and yeah but I started it directly in May when we started training last year Um, Mm. from the first day I started to shoot faster and yeah try to do this over the whole summer um then it was just routine and yeah but i yeah it's hard to say but i think the main thing was just that i tried to be more on the point and not um, mm-hmm. lose seconds on unnecessary stuff. I just wanted to do all the um, 
things faster also before and when I get into I work with my breathing then I know okay I breathe three times and then I shoot no matter what comes mm -hmm. and you well, you, you say it like you know uh, it wasn't a big deal but I'm just <laughs> looking at your range times your first race in the season on the World Cup was uh, 56 seconds and, and it went gradually down to the last race you were at 43 seconds for range time mm. now I know that there's other other things that play a role too but that's quite a significant drop with yeah. you know your your shooting accuracy not really suffering yeah but through the season I definitely got a little bit more self-confidence mm -hmm. and I knew what I have to do and everything felt more normal and I knew, okay, you have to go full speed or nearly full speed um, to the mat. So, yeah, I think I got faster without doing something for it. It just happened right. with mm -hmm. the races. And, you know. I, th I thought it was really interesting to see because I, I yeah. wrote an article about Vanessa Vogt uh, earlier in the year and it seems, uh, and you, you don't have to get into that knowing her, but um, it seems that she's a bit struggling with finding a balance between getting faster but still, you know, keeping the shooter percentage mm -hmm. where it is. So it, it's interesting to see where, you know, you made a, a lot of improvements in that aspect. I think... And it seems to work for you. Yeah, I think for me, it all is connected with self-confidence when I know that, okay, yeah, I definitely will hit, then I know I can go faster to the mat. Right. When I have a bad day, maybe then I have to slow down a little bit before, mm -hmm. but it's more automatically, or I don't try to think too much about it. I just try to let it happen and to react in the situation. Mm-hmm. Was there anything, so, uh, oh, his name escapes me, Marta Roisland's husband, who's now your head it's coach. Yes. So um, <laughs> was there anything about him coming on board? Because I believe last season was his first season with you all, um, that anything that played a role as far as the shooting or, or anything else, really, um, that might have impacted that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I learned <laughs> a lot of new things uh, from him. For the shooting especially, I always, one thing is, I always thought my arms are too small to do the spare bullets <laughs> in, so that I can do it also in the position and don't have to go out. I was always, uh -huh. no, 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 I'm too small for it. I was used, no, try. <laughs> and then I tried and then I realized, nope, my arms are not too small. <laughs> Did you I adjust the rifle it. to that, or? Um, no, I just always thought that my arms are too small, and there was okay. I go out, no problem. And he was yeah, just yeah. like, "Don't go out ever again." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I definitely learned a lot from him for the shooting. And yeah, he really helped me with it. Um, yeah, of course, first it's it was a little bit strange to talk in English, 
because um, mm-hmm. before I just had coaches um, with, yeah, that I can speak in German to. Sure. So yeah, Bavarian most of the time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That also. <laughs> and this was first, especially in Antalts, a bit hard for me. Or I struggled mm-hmm. a little bit because it was, mm, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, and I get it. it was always when I had a question, I was so nervous that I forget all the words in English. And then it was, mm-hmm. okay, shit. Okay, maybe I ask you later. <laughs> but also on the track, it was um, when he was on the track and he told me yeah. my position or my time, I was just like, shit, I didn't understand you. <laughs> because all of the uh, sounds around, it was oh, so yeah, loud yeah. there. And then I was not used to hear something in English. And then my brain was working. Okay, shit, he said something in English. Think, think. <laughs> and that was, yeah, the first weekend I was just like, okay, just give it. <laughs> but then it got better. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. Yeah, right. <clears throat> I read an interview that you did. It was one of those like five things with, with Hannah Kabinger um, on the. Uh, the IBU website, and it, it mentioned that y- you said that you were focusing on shooting this summer too. So, yeah. um, obviously, it's been a focus last year. It's a focus this year. Um, are you, you mentioned what you were just talking about, but was was there something else in particular that you're focusing on right now, or is it just just what you were just mentioning? Um, first, I got a new rifle, and I think this was the main part to work on because mm-hmm. I changed nearly everything. Um, so yeah, the first focus was, yeah, to get used to the new rifle and to get used to the new, uh, I don't know the English word, Abläufe. You know what I mean? When you have to to get into the position Mm -hmm. and all this were new and... Did you get like a, a custom-made stock and everything? And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so and we changed many things, and so this was quite hard to, especially in prone shooting, to to find my position there and to find the right position for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's getting better and better, and yeah. Also, the self-confidence is getting back, and uh, standing was from the beginning quite good with the new rifle, but I had some uh, troubles with prone, uh, but I think sometimes it's good when you get smaller problems, so then you mm-hmm. have to change your focus again, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, you can work on things you maybe haven't thought about it before and so well so, combine that with a new coach who yeah. has a different mm-hmm. approach and looks yeah. at other things so yeah definitely it's uh yeah well it seems like it's been a successful summer right you were at the blink festival and you did okay there i think 
Yeah, I think it was quite okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so third in the super sprint, won the mass start race. So yeah. yeah, I think that was okay. And that was that was with the new rifle, correct? Yeah, that was with the new rifle. Um, yeah, also there, there I had some problems in the prone shooting. Also in the mm-hmm. mass start, I had three yeah. uh, mistakes in the second prone. And this was really bad, this shooting. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, but they still managed to um, have... Three uh, um, zero shootings, so mm-hmm. I think yeah, this saved me <laughs> a little bit. Do you have a preference for uh, roller skiing or or snow skiing? Uh, I'm just happy when I'm back on snow. Summer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is yeah. okay, and training is okay on roller skis, but. I'm more the winter type, and mm. when I'm on the skis, everything feels like it's going in the right direction, and on roller skis, it's sometimes a bit hard for me, right. but yeah, that's something you have to do over the summer, and yeah, you do a lot of hours on it, <laughs> so yeah. I'm just happy when I can put them away, um, Mm-hmm. Do you uh, have my skis again? Do you, do you work on the conveyor belts too, like the the band that you just ski in the same roller ski in the same position, like some other athletes? Uh, you know the the big, it's like a a treadmill, a running yeah. treadmill, but then big and wide, so you can roller ski on it. Ah, um, yeah, sometimes um, I did some sessions, I think in July in Rupeling, um on the yeah. roller band, and we all also have one session I think after the altitude camp um, there but yeah it's good when you're on the roller band so you can see you can directly see a difference between your technique and when you change something but it's still a big difference when you go outside Um, for me then it's always okay now I'm outside and Mm-hmm. The track is a little bit different and going more up and mm-hmm. down or a little more not flat. Not flat, yeah. yeah. And then you have to bring it also on the roller skis on on the outside. So, but it's a good training to work on some points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I always r- I, really like it. I just went out. Uh, couple of nights ago and i i like that it you don't have to focus as much of of having a good kick because you always have good grip sort of to, mm. to push off where with the snow as soon as i get tired after about five minutes i uh, <laughs> start slipping a little bit and yeah that's that's and, right uh, and it makes yeah. more fun than the ski so <laughs> yeah, it's true yeah for sure yeah um rj do you have any more big questions uh yeah I was gonna so if so you you took just over about a thousand shots in between the World Cup IBU Cup and uh, Junior Cup racing uh, for shots one two three four and five which one is your your best and which which one is your worst? Uh, how do you mean? So or... of all the shootings you've done, which do you think your first shot of the five? has the highest shooting percentage or the, the fifth or somewhere in between or which which shot do you think you're most successful with 
and I know oh. we're mixing up standing and, and prone and everything, but mm. definitely not the first and the last. <laughs> Maybe uh, I don't know the third. Uh, You're actually uh, your first shot. You have ninety percent really hit rate, and oh, your wow. your last shot is eighty one point four percent. Yeah, I missed it sometimes last year. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's uh, particularly... So standing, it's also... Your fourth shot is the weakest, but it's still 81.4. Really? And and your I first know. shot is the highest with uh, just over 91%. Oh. And then for prone, your highest is the first shot, and the lowest is the fifth shot. Yeah, I knew that. But <laughs> the first shot... <laughs> It's quite good. Um, I'm really surprised. <laughs> um, so and I learned else something. I was going to ask for next year. Oh yeah. So you've never really uh, raced in North America, is that right? Over outside nope. of Europe. No. Nope. How do you have you been to Canada or or USA uh, or? No, no, I haven't been there before. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to you. And yeah, I always it's. It's been a dream for a long time to be one day for yeah for a longer time in uh, America or Canada. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and I think this will be a great time. So RJ lives But, in Calgary, which is right next to to Canmore. So he oh, is yeah. going to volunteer to be your tour guide. Ah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to so hear. There you go, RJ. Yep. <laughs> Well, and if if things work out, we're both going to be there, actually. Yeah, so. oh, that's perfect. the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to, yeah. to meet you in yeah. person. But I hope um, the temperature's a little bit yeah. oh, gosh, yeah, warmer yeah, than uh, last year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, was interesting, but uh, yeah, it's hit or miss, definitely uh, on that range because it can be pretty cold and windy if, mm. if the wind comes from the yeah. the, the town side. Um, and I had one other last question. We uh, we've learned that you have a hard time sitting still, mm-hmm. um, and we we've heard from previous athletes that sometimes being on the World Cup, you spend a lot of time in the hotel room, just kind of waiting, and um, that must be pretty tough for you. Do you usually just go outside and walk around, or? Um, yeah, I always have the same timetable before the competition. Um, first, it depends when the competition is, but um, first I try to sleep as long as possible and then <laughs> to uh, go to the breakfast. And then it's often then, yeah, I'm going to relax for one hour. Sometimes I try to read a book or... Uh, But most of the time, <laughs> I'm just on Netflix <laughs> mm. and watching what, what, a movie. What, or What are you watching? Oh, I have pretty much to watch. I think I knew Netflix by heart. I knew really everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what's your go-to? What's your top recommendation? Oh, you Actually, um, when you're about to go to this training... Um, and you said it's pretty boring and quiet out there. So when you go, what's on your what's in your queue to watch? Uh, I have 
And this is the most. Can... This is the most stumped you've been the entire time. <laughs> yeah, uh, Netflix. There are so many good things, but I like for a long time Blacklist. Uh, this oh, okay. was one of my favorites, but yeah, the last two seasons are not so good anymore. Sure. Um, but oh, I have so many things I watch at the same time, so it's it. hard to say. <laughs> But especially like Remis and something like this, um, mm-hmm. when there's a lot of action and sure, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I got it. If it, it fits, my... right? It fits with your yeah, personality. It, it fits. Yeah, it fits. Yeah. yeah. And also white color. This was also one oh. really good one, and I okay. really liked it. I think I watched it three or four times. Oh wow. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I really like this one. And yeah. Oh, there's so many good things. <laughs> and then, so, so, so my question was kind of a lead into my next question. Do you ever spend time on biathlon results when you're in your room, like checking your stats and race mm. results and that kind of thing? Or is that not something that really interests you? Uh, yeah. I, when I'm after the race, um, most of the time, I go on the bike for thirty minutes to um, to push my recovery a little bit, and and this time, I yeah, I check the results and how I did in the race. Um, but when I finished with the bike, the race is also finished, um, and then mm-hmm. there comes a new day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah. On, in this time or in this 30 minutes, I try to reflect uh, the competition and I try to, yeah, to think about what went good and about the things that maybe I can improve the next time. And I always try to find um, <clears throat> my competition and try to find me and uh, to watch me uh, so I can see, okay, Maybe uh, my technique was there not so good, um, so I can check it with my feelings and what I can do better or what was good. And yeah, but when I'm ready with my bike session, then the race is also ready. And right. And do you ever look then like I'm... in the longer run, like a series of races, how you're? You know, shooting performance developed, no. or is it they're just two individual events? No, I think really look at the trend. for me it's just important to look from day to day. And when mm. I knew that I messed up the last race, then it's just important for me to be better in the next race again and to be on a good level again. And I don't care so much about statistics or about my last result. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, you just you just crushed RJ. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> all good. You know, I'll be honest. I probably could have I could have seen that answer coming just from your your personality, like yeah. just wanting to be more active and and hands on. Right? It's just uh, yeah. yeah, more more do it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Before we let you go, because we've had we've taken up a lot of your time tonight, um, I have a couple of, of questions for you. I understand that you're a, a soccer fan, a football fan. Yeah, I right. really who, like it. 
Yeah, who's your team? Uh, of course, FC Bayern Munich. But okay. I just like to play it by myself. And I really, I watch it really seldom. So okay. I'm more so the play active it... player. <laughs> right, of course, right. So you play it by yourself. This is actually what I was going to go um, to. Yeah, I played in when I was a teenager. Um, okay. I, I think I played till I was 15. And then, yeah, it was... Yeah, I had to quit to play in a team because it was a little bit too risky. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, I saw many girls of my team which had some... uh, um, I forgot the word. Um, Injuries or something like that. Yeah, injuries. Yeah, Yeah. right. That that was the word. (laughs) Injuries and and I was, it was clear for me that it's, yeah, not good for me and for when I want to become a professional athlete, when I do, mm-hmm. or when I, yeah, got it, do soccer anymore. So, but I like to play it for myself or to warm up before the strength session. I really like that. Um, well, this, still... this is what I was building towards. Was do you guys ever play as a team? Just kick it around? Uh, yeah, not in the World Cup team, um, yeah. but at home. Um, okay. My training group, um, we normally do um, some games before the strength session to warm up. And sure. Most of the yeah. time it's soccer, so yeah. Just but this year to, yeah. I'm uh, more out uh, because we're so often on training camps that... I know, yeah. Yeah. This this breaks my heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll come back to it. Um, and then the other thing is, I learned that you like pizza. Oh yeah. I What's love your go to pizza? Like your favorite pizza? What do you put on it? Ah, uh, the favorite pizza is a lot of cheese. I love cheese. Ah, oh, yeah. that's the best thing. And then, oh, it depends on the day, but. Um, it has to be some uh, mushrooms on pizza mm-hmm. and some tomatoes also that's also quite good and yeah the topping a lot of cheese and then I'm happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does, after that it doesn't matter just a ton of cheese <laughs> yeah oh, I, I love cheese but yeah, I really have to be careful with it. <laughs> it's maybe not so healthy always, but you're, cheese you're is burning my... roughly five thousand <laughs> calories a day. I think you're okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, but yeah, yeah when you I hear can't you. hold your bag, then it's like oh, that's cheese. <laughs> 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 but the best uh... thing is that I can join it with um, the dog from my boyfriend. Because oh, yeah. she also loves cheese, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sometimes sneak to the fridge and get some cheese. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. What kind of dog? Uh, Australian Shepherd. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's a really yeah. nice dog, and yeah, Similar my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, it's. She's sometimes I think she's just like me. 
<laughs> it's a it's a good fit. You can see why he loves you both. Yeah, she really loves me. It was yeah. love from the first side. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. I think sometimes my boyfriend is a little bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> his, his dog. <laughs> she his chose dog, you. And yeah. <laughs> Well, so how long are you jealous of the dog or of you? (laughs) I think both. (laughs) (laughs) But we have so many in common. She loves snow like me. She loves cheese like me. And sometimes we're both a little bit crazy. And that's a good combination. (laughs) A match made in heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. He chose you both. So he knew what he was getting into. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, he must that's, like that. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we have taken up so much of your time tonight. I, I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Um, I, I still have more things on my list of of crazy <laughs> questions. I'm going to hold on to them because I'm going to ask you to come on some other time if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or we'll do it in camera. I really liked it. It was so oh, much yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Live so you in camera. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, before we let you go, yeah. you mentioned uh, right when we've started talking, you mentioned uh, that you had filmed some sponsor uh, yeah. stuff. Did you want to shout them out or anybody else? Anybody else you wanted to, to say thanks to? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, first of all, I want to thank my family, of course. Um, I think they always hold my back and... They're there for me, both in the darkest and in the best times. And yeah, and also to my boyfriend who yeah helped me through a really bad time last season. And yeah, and then goes a big shout out to yeah all my friends, my sponsors, my trainers. And um, I think without them, it wouldn't be possible to to reach all their goals um so yeah, i'm really happy to have them and i think yeah yeah i have to thank them for so many things and yeah i'm just happy that they are part of my team so thanks <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I, I know I, I speak for RJ. I speak for myself. Like we had a blast. And um, yeah, no, like I yeah, said, we cannot wait to talk you. to you again. Yeah. Thanks okay. for having me. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, it was great yeah, to have you. I really look forward to the next time. Yeah.